0: Welcome to the special presentation of Sellout Crowd Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops. I'm, talk, I'm taking time out each week to visit with some friends and colleagues in the sports world and get caught up and share some stories. My first guest here today is Urban Meyer, a longtime uh, head football coach. I guess I'm going to start from the beginning, Urban. Uh, started off as uh, played at Cincinnati. I'm guessing you were a safety like I was. Yeah.
1: Not as good, but yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that, but anyway, uh, and then the head coaching career goes from, uh, Bowling green to Utah, to the Florida Gators, to the Ohio state Buckeyes, uh, urban has a 54 or a 84%, a lot different than 54%, 84% win percentage, the highest of all, I believe active coaches, but, uh, Anyway, uh, been a longtime friend, now part of uh, the Big Noon Kickoff Show, uh, pregame show. You see, I'm wearing uniform today, Urban.
1: Yeah, it looks great on you.
0: Yeah, I I had my stint with it for a year and absolutely loved it. But uh, I know you're getting ready for a big game uh, this weekend in Boulder with Colorado State. But welcome to the show, Urban. I appreciate you taking the time to visit with us.
1: I respect you so much, and you're a great fan. I'd do it any
0: time. Well, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Let me, let, me, let me start with you and I. You know, things traditionally have changed in, in the college football world. The way people recruit NIL money, transfer portals. You can change an entire uh, roster in a year, uh, kind of like Colorado's done this year. What's your take on where this is all going? Uh, my opinion, it, it's, it's heading towards a pro model. Of, of the way the pros handle their, their staff and and how they handle, the, handle their rosters?
1: You know, I always try not to be that old guy that says back when I was younger and how much different, <laughs> how much better, because I still think it's great. I think we're in Boulder, Colorado. We're going to witness history. Um, we witnessed it last year, last week, when here's Deion Sanders takes over program. Uh, the, it was a historically bad program. Colorado last last year was 1 11, and not even close in her games. He comes in and says, quite honestly, really what a lot of coaches have wanted to say for many years, and get rid of everybody. But you weren't allowed to do that. Now you are, and he has 87 new players. Um, I went Washington practice, Bob, three weeks ago. I walked out, and now I, I like Prime. I've known him a long time. Uh, I you know there's the perception, and then there's reality. What kind of guy he is. He, I'll tell you what, he, he's very much like Bob Stoops. He's very much like myself. He's very disciplined. He believes in running a tough uh, program. He's he, he old schools those players now. I mean, he, I was at practice and like, my gosh, he jumps into them. And, uh, but there's uh, a lot of respect there. He hired an excellent coaching staff. And then, of course, he's brought some really good players in there. So to take a 1-11 team, go beat TCU on the road. And they're, they'll win don't go 500 or better. If they stay healthy, they have zero depth. If they, if they lose some players, especially that quarterback, cause they're, they're they just don't have much depth, but uh, it, it's very different now to answer your question, but I'm not here to say it's all bad. I mean, I, I enjoy watching it and there's some bad, there's some good.
0: It's still a great product. And uh, I'm with you on Colorado coach prime. I was very interested <laughs> to watch how it was going to turn out but when you go into that game first game only six penalties shadur is uh his son at quarterback no interceptions 5 tds over 500 yards uh that's i don't think they had a fumble if they did it, maybe one but bottom line that's some good coaching and good team discipline right there to to play in your first game that way on the road
1: and i i wanted to go see that you know, I, I know you'd agree with this, that your best teams had your best group of coaches, too. Yeah. You know, obviously, your players, that's by far the most important. But the best teams I've ever had, I had nine coaches that were monsters. I, all nine were on point. And then, quite honestly, when I didn't have my best teams, we we didn't have our best staff. He hired a guy, Kelly, from Charles Kelly from Alabama. He actually coached my son-in-law, who knows him and loves him. I spent time, sat in his meetings, He's running the defense, and then a guy named Sean Lewis, who I'm really impressed with, was the head coach at Kent State University, who actually won. That's a hard place to win. Won some games there. And I'm on Big Noon this week, I'm going to talk about the perfect marriage between a coordinator and a player. Shador Sanders is built for this RPO world. I mean, he gets the ball out fast. He's effortless in the way he throws. Very smart distributor of the ball. And that fits exactly with what they're running on offense. So Prime's hired a really good coaching staff.
0: I, I, th- I thought the same thing watching them play. And in particular, just watching the offense, the play design, I was really impressed. Um, let's go to another, uh, a couple, uh, another game this past week that you have ties to, Utah and the Florida Gators. And, and what, a, what a heck of a game Utah played. And uh, how did you see that game? And uh, I know you still have feelings for both schools, so it's kind of hard to analyze it. But, uh, hey, being on big noon kickoff, that's your job to do. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> Kyle Woodingham was my D coordinator. He's one of the best oh. coaches I've ever been around. Um, we're still very close. I played golf, with, went out and saw him this summer. And Morgan Scally was my all American safety for me, and now he's the, safety, uh, the defense coordinator. Though so they they're as good as there as there is on the in the country right now, coaching the team, I am devastated about Florida. You know, I just you've lived in that city, Gainesville. I have, and I was thinking the other day, just you know, you don't have to hear to feel sorry for people. I want that guy to win. I want Nate Beard to win. I don't know him. I met him once, and we talked on the phone one time, and but I'm also uh, I've been there, where you just feel like the world's caving in on you because you're just it's not playing well, you know, and. They did not play well. They looked. Uh, they, they didn't look good at all. I mean, I was watching that game, and I, was, I think I sent you a text and said, my gosh, you yeah. know, Gainesville, Florida, you know, that, that that place has been spoiled. You know, a guy named Steve Spurrier, who I love, came in there and changed that world. And that's the expectation now, and you don't get that. I remember walking in the restaurant, Bob, one time my first year for my radio show, and I got booed. I mean, they booed. Think about that. that ever happened? that's ever happened to you? I got booed my first year, and I thought, man, this is a tough, tough place to be.
0: Well, you won two national championships there, so I don't I don't think you'll be booed anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, another one more to talk about because I know you've got to get going. The Duke Clemson game, uh, you know, uh, really uh, surprised me how how it just turned out the way it did. Not that Duke did well. I think uh, Mike Elko's doing a heck of a job. they got a great quarterback. You've got a great quarterback. You've got a chance at any level. But uh, how would how'd you see that game?
1: You know, I watched the second half of that game, and, you know, I played Clemson a couple of times, did beat them, and uh, they had first-round draft picks all over the field. I I didn't see that. I'm going to watch more closely uh, as the season wears on. The, uh, I read today, because I have to do a little take on them on Big New, and is that they've – haven't had a top 10 recruiting class the last two years. They've only had two, you know, Dabo Sweeney does not believe in a transfer portal. They've only had one or two transfers. They don't believe in NIL. And there's a lot of people on him. Uh, But when you watch the game, I think Clemson, I'm not panicking on Clemson yet because they really should have won the game. They had two turnovers inside the, one inside the five, one inside the 10. You score there and I think they win. Uh, So it's not a, I don't think it's a complete panic, but like, you know, I know we're around, but you watch Florida State, Florida State beat LSU. I right. don't think, I think Duke had a hell of a game. They played well, but you know, when you turn a ball over twice going in, you're not going to win. And uh, so I think Clemson will somehow rebound, but I'm not sure they got that same. You're not going to see that NFL. Maybe they are, but I didn't feel it watching that game. The NFL draft picks all over the field, like they used to have.
0: Right. I agree. Last couple questions real fast. Um, who's who's your biggest influence, you know, as a coach, as a person? And outside of your father, I know parents are always right there, but who had the biggest impact on you?
1: You know, I grew up in the 10-year war with Bo and Woody, so I'm an mm-hmm. Ohio guy like you. I grew up 40 minutes from you. Northeast uh, Earl Ohio. Bruce, Earl Bruce followed uh, uh, Woody Hayes as the coach. He's passed away now, but he was uh, – a incredible mentor. And Lou Holtz was an incredible mentor. I still talk to Coach Holtz. Uh, but those guys were the guys that, you know, really set, helped set me, uh, set a foundation for the principles, the culture, the the way we went about things whenever I had a problem. Those were the two guys uh, that I would reach out
0: to. Uh, great mentors, great people. And uh, I love them both for it. Yeah, that's awesome. My of course, my mentor, as you know, is Coach Spurrier as, as much as anybody. But uh, last question, real fast. Uh, who are a couple of the best uh, competitors or, or players you've gone against? As I know none of us want to pick our own best players. Who are a couple of the more challenging players that you had to work against?
1: Well, What a great question. Um, you know, I go back to, because uh, I had to do that for a Big Ten Network of who were the hardest guys to prepare for. Do you remember Trace McSorley for Penn State? Oh, yeah. Man, was he something. You know, I he didn't make it very long. I don't know if he's still in the NFL or not, but I, the respect I had for that guy, because he, he just won't stop. You know, he's one of those players that maybe wasn't the most talent, but I always say, give me a competitor over talent anytime, and he was an extreme competitor. Uh, I would say uh, uh, Drew Bro Peppers. Do you remember him at the yeah Yeah. And I was in charge of special teams my entire career. He's the best punt returner I've ever seen. And I did all kinds of we, – we beat him in 2016. And uh, we held him to zero return yards. And I, I've never spent so much time with a group of players. You know, I did those bunch of wild formations, hoping they wouldn't cover down. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. so they didn't. And we had five pre-releasers to get on that cat. And we held him to zero return yards. So there were two off the top of my head that uh, – Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'll tell you who else. Uh, Sam Bradford, you know, (laughs) we got to play him in a national title game against you guys. And my gosh, that kid was a competitive maniac. And that team was uh, your three technique. Also McCoy,
0: Gerald McCoy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that guy we I remember our offensive line coach looked at me uh, getting ready for the game. So I don't know if we can block him. And, you know, that's not the answer I want to hear a week before the game. (laughs) <laughs> we we had pouches too so that was a great battle in there with uh, those guys but those, those that was a cool. hell of
0: a game national championship 2717 uh, and uh, you guys did the job no no doubt about it that that hurt and you uh, it, our player sam bradford was in disbelief after the game yeah. cuz he hadn't been he hadn't had uh, you know really that happen to him that way so you know, your uh,
1: tailback your tailback didn't play i, I think that was very unlucky yeah That was undervalued
0: because there was a couple
1: players there. You know, I remember, uh, obviously, you relive it over and over again. That that, if that running back, what was his name again?
0: DeMarco Murray.
1: Yeah, he was special. And he got hurt. I can't remember when he got hurt, but he didn't play in that game.
0: Yeah, that hurt us in the short yardage there on the goal line, definitely. And you got Percy Harvin back who missed part of the year.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he missed the game (laughs) before.
0: I'm making all the excuses now. All right, tell me, tell me who your foursome is here that you're getting ready to go golf with there in Colorado.
1: You know, Brady Quinn. I'm finding out is that he won the uh, Barefoot Classic, the member Uh-oh. guest at Muirfield. <laughs> so we're going to play with him, I guess. Uh, uh, Bruce Feldman is like a low handicap guy. Mark Ingram, our new uh, our new yep. colleague, that uh, he's a good player, and I think that's it. So there's four four of us going to go play sanctuary which i guess is a top 50 course in the country
0: absolutely well tell those guys hello and i'm i'm gonna have a chance to maybe be with big noon kickoff at ou cincinnati if that ends up happening if you end up going to cincinnati i hope it does brother all right man thanks for joining us urban let's do it again all right